0: Bring in show music, please.
1: Hi, I'm CNBC producer Katie Kramer, today on Squawk Pod.
2: Whoa, that's a lot of people watching.
1: Well, TikTok is a very popular application, Joseph. TikTok banned? reporter Sapna Maheshwari on the social media high
3: stakes. This case is really important for TikTok's feature in the United States.
1: The eye-popping payday for interns, Lydia Moynihan of the New York Post.
0: There are a couple firms on Wall Street that are paying $150 an hour.
1: These are 20-year-olds. Plus...
2: The B word, the F word, I mean BlackRock.
1: The F word?
2: Yeah, Fidelity.
1: Bitcoin investing at the blue chips.
2: Oh, is the toothpaste out of the tube.
1: Oh, or the horse out of the The horse horn. you can
2: put back. But
1: the toothpaste uns- back in the tube is pretty oh, impossible. It's
2: impossible, what about unscrambling an egg?
1: Commercial space flight, the return of the IPO, and Chinese fast fashion.
2: They just actually learned how to pronounce it yesterday.
1: Well, you're not in the market for $8 bathing suits. That's all ahead today. It is Friday, June thirtieth, twenty twenty-three. Squawk Pod begins right now. Good morning, and welcome to Squawk Box here on CNBC. We're live from the
4: Nasdaq Market Site in Times Square. I'm Melissa Lee, alongside Joe Kernan, who is in a very good mood. I'm put Telling a good mood. jokes already at oh, no, the top no. of the show.
2: You, but you, Second you were right. Today. You were right. How many months have twenty-eight days? All of them. Exactly. And you got it. Because you've heard it before. You've heard <laughs> the bad you, you, dad joke many
4: times from you. Look at the major averages on this last day of the first half of the year. Pretty stellar performance, particularly when it comes to the NASDAQ. The NASDAQ is higher for the first half by just about 30 percent. The S&P 500 up 14.5 percent. Of course, we've seen outliers in terms of performance on the upside, certainly. Uh, we had Apple, Microsoft google amazon netflix all up between 35 and 50 percent tesla and meta have more than doubled in the first half already so so really quite a performance uh, that we're starting the second half with take a look at how treasury yields are performing this morning that's what yields. yeah
2: that's what got me this morning that's what that's what Three, i eight, almost eight, four eight. and mm-hmm. on a two-year almost back yeah. to five that that's what i because it's, it's an, an
4: astounding move
2: a, every day we've been saying not a whole lot happening in, in the yield curve, but now it's happening. And it looks like whatever Jay Powell said in, in Portugal um, is at least convincing the market a little bit more. We're going, we're definitely, it, it, maybe we don't go that much higher, but we're staying here for a while. And there's no cuts coming early next year at this yeah. point. Not that's all. not what
4: the markets believe no yeah.
2: it, it isn't and you were mentioning some of those uh we're also talking about apple two point i just looked at the market cap. i didn't see and what the
4: doorstep of three trillion
2: i didn't point. look at the uh bid in the ass this morning uh 189 and it's bidding 190 to 191 so it could happen um mm-hmm. could happen pre-market sure not that is that official if it's pre-market Maybe no
4: it okay <laughs> All right. All right. I mean, I don't think it is. No.
2: All right. All right. It, it was at 2.98, or yeah, 2.982.
4: It's whether we close at $3 trillion.
2: Yes, it is. We look for roughly 10% of the, of the stock to float somewhere at the open. We're going to try to open in the next 10 seconds. Book is frozen. Book is frozen. Book is frozen. Got a more ready up 36%. It's the first of three here on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange today as the great thaw of the IPOs continues. Time now for a recap of yesterday's uh, three IPOs. We're back. We haven't done this in a while. Savers uh, Value Village rose by 27%. After it was priced at 18, it opened at 24.77, closed just below that, 22.91. That's awful little today. And Uh, The other two did not fare as well. Kodiak Gas Services fell by 1.9% after pricing below the expected range. And Fidelis also priced below uh, the marketed range and fell by uh, 7.9% on its first trading day.
4: Well, Fidelity is again trying to launch a spot Bitcoin ETF. It filed yesterday to list the Wise Origin Bitcoin Trust, the name of a previously proposed Bitcoin ETF that was denied by the SEC. The move comes two weeks after BlackRock filed for a spot Bitcoin ETF. The SEC has so far rejected every spot Bitcoin fund application on which it has made a decision. The agency is in a legal battle with Grayscale over its proposed ETF. BlackRock's filing includes, includes a proposed surveillance sharing agreement that could alleviate the SEC's concerns. Its proposal has sparked a flurry of activity towards similar funds, including moves by Invesco, Van Eck, Wisdom Tree, and Kathy Woods Arc Invest. And take a look at GBTC. GBTC, the discount, yeah, yeah. Has, has been really improving on this notion that all these yeah. guys are filing, something's gonna change. BlackRock knew
2: something. I mean um, the B word, the F word, I mean BlackRock, the F Fidelity, word? yeah, Fidelity. I
4: heard that used. Well, Fidelity, in I, I mean to these to are Fidelity. these are
2: blue chip uh, yes. companies. Yeah. I mean as blue as the So they're going to tell them. Yeah.
4: No. And who because we have Schwab concerns. was there
2: and Citadel and you know Charlie Munger, I, I know, I know I hear you, Jamie Diamond, I still hear those Beanie Baby Pet Rock comments i just don't the know the if you do,
4: i mean if you're going to crack down on the exchanges because of various you know legal problems and that's fine yeah you, and commingling funds and all these terrible things but you want investors to choose that route ETF instead of a spot etf yeah. that's
2: yeah. If you, you, you know, want to do it easily traded yeah but it's at, it's there it's at right which expression do you like what do you mean well it's the toothpaste out of the tube
4: oh or the horse out of the the horse Born. you can
2: put back, I would think. You can uns- to
4: put a horse back, but the toothpaste uns- back in the tube is pretty oh, impossible. It's
2: impossible. What about unscrambling an egg?
4: That's impossible, too. That's a good one. But you could just eat the egg. It. That's the solution to that's that. That's
2: true. Or Humpty Dumpty. Anyway, put that big, big, oversized egg back issues. to you. Okay, go ahead. Three, two, one, release, release, release.
4: Space tourism company Virgin Galactic completed its first commercial space flight yesterday, carried three paying passengers, all members of the Italian Air Force. The company has previously said it could fly its second mission as soon as August. Virgin has a backlog of about 800 passengers. Pricing per seat started at $200,000 over a decade ago and has now reached
2: uh, $450,000. might be like Pete Davidson, though. Like yeah, I'm going, I'm ready, and then you know the weekend comes. and It's like well, um.
4: Why are you picking on Pete Davidson in particular? Because
2: he was the guy that was headed, um, and then he just he was booked. He was going to go, and then yeah. and then changed his tick- mind. tickened out at the yeah. He's got other issues. We
4: chickened out, so you go.
2: I said you would have no trepidation. No. Because are, you well, are
4: you kidding me? Are you kidding? You'd be a scaredy cat, but you're picking on somebody else for backing out. No,
2: I said that I'm not going down anymore. But you would go. If I had to pick one or the other, I might go with Bezos, I think, and Shatner. And Shatner? Yeah. <laughs> I might go with those guys. Um, but I'd prefer not to. I'm not skydiving anytime soon. Right. I'm not bungee jumping ever. Do you remember the guy that was bungee jumping out of the hot air balloon? You're just asking for trouble. Either the balloon can be too low. It seems like you're compounding your risks by doing that. The balloon could be too low or the, the, the thing could be too long. Either you've got, you know, do it off a bridge, maybe. Chinese fast fashion retailer Shein is denying a report uh, that it uh, has, has confidentially filed for U.S. IPO. Reuters uh, had reported that the listing could happen before the end of the year. I was talking about this one yesterday. A spokesperson told CNBC that Shein denies these rumors. The company has come under fire from a House committee over accusations that it exploits trade loopholes to bring goods into the United States without paying duties, or subjecting shipments to human rights reviews, and you told me it's really cheap stuff, so. Really cheap stuff. They need cheap. Thanks
4: in part because they're not paying any duties.
2: And they're not paying their employees, it's theoretically. That right, if they're
4: using forced labor. Yeah. But right now, I mean, it's the number third e-commerce brand behind Amazon, and I think it's Nike, according to Piper, in a recent well. survey. So. This is, you know, a big impact for other retailers in terms of taking dollars away that would have been spent elsewhere.
2: That's pretty amazing because I... Because you've never heard no, it. <laughs> no, because I just actually learned how to pronounce it yesterday. So, yes, Ian. that's, yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: yeah. Well, you're not in the market for $8 bathing suits, so you wouldn't know about the site. But don't
2: tell me what bathing suits... Are. No, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Because $8 means that's one of those Faber uh, um, Speedo-type things. But he's like a... Olympic swimmer.
4: He's a real yeah. He's
2: allowed to have those. If I go out and lumber around in one of those things, I, I, I look like you I'm. I
1: <laughs> can't unsee things. Speaking a <laughs> toothpaste out of the tube, cheese will be next. Session. Coming up, TikTok's tumultuous month, the corporate shakeups, the influencers, and the state that wants to ban the app entirely. Sapna Maheshwari of the New York Times joins us next.
3: There's been a lot of questions around how this would practically work and how you could possibly enforce this, but the state has compared it to sports betting apps and some of the rules around that.
1: You're listening to Squawk Pod.
4: Good morning. Welcome back to Swapbox here on CNBC. We're live at the Nasdaq market site in Times Square. I'm Melissa Lee along with Joe Kernan. Becky and Andrew are off today. A new TikTok trend catching the attention of one of the most mysterious McDonald's characters. Earlier this month, McDonald's debuting a purple berry flavored shake in honor of Grimace's birthday. In a typical TikTok fashion, users of the social media app have been making videos that takes them to a not so sweet place. After drinking the shake, they pretend to pass out In a puddle of the purple drink, it has gotten the attention of Grimace, who tweeted on the McDonald's account this. A wide-eyed photo of himself as a child saying, me pretending, don't see the Grimace shake trend. (laughs) Hundreds of videos have shown up with more than 400 million views combined.
2: Whoa. Whoa, what? Whoa, that's a lot of people watching. Maybe I need to...
4: Well, TikTok is a very popular application, Joseph.
2: Okay. (laughs) Never done. Um,
4: Let's stick with TikTok here. It's been a busy month for TikTok. The company fronting the bill for influencers looking to challenge the app's ban in the state of Montana, according to a New York Times report. It's also reportedly planning to launch an online store. And recent management changes with the departure of COO V. Pappas and the arrival of former Disney exec Zinya Mucha. Joining us now to discuss this all is New York Times reporter Sapna Maheshwari, uh Supna, great to have you with us. Thanks for having me. Um let's start off with Montana because I thought that was interesting because on the surface it looks like a big grassroots uprising to protect TikTok and TikTok is actually paying for all of this.
3: Yeah, that's right. So basically when Montana signed this new ban into law last month, a group of five creators filed a lawsuit challenging the ban on first amendment grounds. Um the case definitely has merits. Uh TikTok though Made it seem as if it was not involved in the case. We asked multiple times: Are you paying for it? Are you involved? They filed their own suit uh, about a week later, but it turns out that they actually are orchestrating the lawsuit and um, they are paying the bills. And they they finally admitted it this week.
4: Why were they so reluctant? Why do they want to make it seem like grassroots as opposed to just saying, you know, what we are going to stand up for ourselves?
3: It seemed like more of a PR effort than anything else to kind of, you know, suggest that these people had sort of rallied on their own and, you know, were really fighting back. But, you know, at the end of the day, this is a a white shoe law firm, um, they're First Amendment experts, and this case is really important for TikTok's future in the United States. Yeah.
4: How does Montana, I don't know if you know this, how does Montana even enforce that? To not be able to download the app within state lines.
3: There's been a lot of questions around how this would practically work and how you could possibly enforce this, but uh the state has compared it to sports betting apps and some of the rules around that. So they think that they could do it.
4: Right. Where is the effort to ban TikTok on a national level? At one point it was, you know, it was a reason why some investors actually bought into Meta. They thought, well, a ban on TikTok or some sort of curb of operations would be a huge benefit. That seems to have sort of gone away a little bit.
3: Yeah, I mean, there's been no shortage of attempts to, to ban the app, and you see it on some college campuses. They've banned it on the Wi-Fi, certainly on federal devices or at the state level, but there hasn't really been any curtailing of the app uh, as far as teens using it. You know, you see trends like Grimace, which you just talked about, and the milkshakes. Um, so there, there really is no, you know, effort right now to ban it on the devices of teens nationwide or anything like that.
4: When I get to this report that TikTok could start an e-commerce operation, I thought this is interesting because Mm -hmm. it's not just linking to where you can buy something, but it sounds like, according to this report, that they actually want to be a retailer, take on inventory, and also deal with the logistics of it.
3: Yeah, this was a really interesting report by Semaphore, I believe, Mm -hmm. that um, this would, you know, create a new tab within TikTok. So right now you open the app and you scroll and you see all of these videos, but this would make a new button where, you know, you could potentially shop. And I think what's really interesting is right now we're at this place where we're seeing Shein and Temu and a bunch of these apps taking off where... Chinese factories are essentially shipping goods straight to the doorsteps of Americans. So it's kind of bypassing the structure we know of within retail. Um, so if TikTok got into this, this would be really interesting. I think that we have seen certainly in the past year, there's been a lot of talks about TikTok going into e-commerce. Um, there's been talks that they could you know, really start live stream shopping. This is something that's huge overseas and has never really taken off in the United States. So if they actually do this and it takes off, that would be very interesting. It could be a little bit of a game changer, given how much time people are spending on it. But um, I would say that there's been a lot of talk around e-commerce and TikTok that we really haven't seen come to fruition yet.
4: So nothing new necessarily in terms of the rumors. Um, In terms of TikTok, becoming, because you mentioned Shein, it's coming into the crosshairs of congress people who are looking into the use of forced labor and it sounds like the goods that they might be selling are things like kitchen gadgets which may not be made in a place like Xinjiang or you you know use uh, cotton grown from Xinjiang but still you know you have to wonder if this is going to help their their battle in Washington at all
3: yeah i think that's a great point to raise and it's it's certainly going to be one to watch um I think, yeah, I think watching what TikTok does next, given all the heat on them, and what regulators are are saying about the company and the Shein concerns, um, they are probably gonna proceed with caution. Right, Sapna, great to see you, thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: Still to come on Squawk Pod, interns
0: making how much? Wall Street is swooping in there doing what they do best, which is offering people
1: a lot of money. The New York Post's Lydia Moynihan on the big bucks for some student workers. And Wall Street's culture clash. What's happening today and what we can learn from the past.
2: All the kind of crazy things you think a trading room floor would do before they went to a strip club later.
1: This is Squawk Pod from CNBC. Here's Joe Kernan.
2: Wall Street firms are increasing the salaries of their interns this year, aiming to entice a larger pool of young workers who've been disenchanted uh, by layoffs in the tech sector. Some interns now earning as much as $120 uh, an hour during the summer. Join us now at Lydia Moynihan, a New York Post business reporter and on the money columnist. 120 is the most, but you look and a lot of the Wall Street firms are, are up there at You know, seventy, eighty, ninety dollars an hour, and I saw Google was down, you know, with almost regular minimum wages. So, (laughs) not quite. But tech is back to trying to compete.
0: Lifeguarding or working at Google—it's a tough call. Yeah, very close. The promise of Silicon Valley and startup riches are not what they used to be, and Wall Street is swooping in there, doing what they do best, which is offering people a lot of money. Even year over year, we've seen a dramatic increase, especially at hedge funds. Intern wages are up thirty percent, and actually, Joe, there are a couple firms on Wall Street that are paying hundred and fifty dollars an hour to interns. These are twenty-year-olds. Are and they specialized in anything? Do they? These actually are high-tech do- trading firms. Okay. Um, boutique are they, firms. Like or- and Votex, but no, they don't necessarily have technical expertise. But what I want to note about these internships is the hourly wage is pretty staggering for somebody who's in college. But that doesn't account for the fact that these interns are getting paid overtime. They're getting time and a what? half anything they work over 40 hours. And to be fair, there are trade-offs in tech. You get the kombucha on tap and the beanbag chairs. You get ping pong. On Wall Street, you don't get that. You, you get are to working at home, don't you? Y- no. If you it's if you're in, a Goldman Sachs, no, you're te- going in. tech
2: places, you get to say, oh, Yeah, there's a hybrid work schedule. For, you might come in for the yoga classes. 100%.
0: Exactly. But, exactly. So, gotta, so they're getting time and a half. So when you consider annualized, that is well into the six figures, which puts 20-year-olds in the top 10% of households Is this paying economically. Off in
4: terms of these interns coming back as full-time employees? Because I would think that this is a way to recruit, right? This is sort of you get a glimpse of your workforce potentially, and you get people in on a permanent basis. So there's a payoff here.
0: Certainly. Well, if the payoff is you know more than actually just getting paid a fortune, most of these kids obviously are going there with the hopes that they can get a return offer. But it's interesting because it's not like a rush process in a sorority where you're lured in with false promises. These interns are really being put to work. Many of them are probably gonna be working over 4th of July, they're worked over Juneteenth, they're working long hours, they're working weekends. So anyone who came to Wall Street with the hope they're gonna be hanging out with models at the club is gonna be sorely disappointed to see they're just hanging out with financial models on their laptop.
2: But you gotta you're going to be expected to work hard and to come into the office. Now, are these like Ivy League valedictorians? Is that who they're trying to get? Are these just normal people? Are they getting the very best? Don't look, at, I know you're thinking I was talking about you. I no, don't No, I was not. Uh, yeah, I was referencing <laughs> Melissa. No, but are They these, would be
0: very lucky to have Melissa. Are they, but
2: are these the absolute cream of the crop to getting 120 an hour? They they want the real talent, right? Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I mean, some of these internships are very competitive at Citadel, which pays $120 an hour. Um, that's about 20,000 a month before overtime uh they had sixty-nine thousand applicants for just a few hundred jobs it is more difficult to get an internship at goldman sachs than it is to get into harvard so these are very lucrative opportunities and it's interesting that people there's plenty of people who are more than willing to pull 80 hour 90 hour weeks schlep into the office and give up a lot of the Good. lifestyle considerations. Good, make a lot of
2: money. Good. That's uh, which is going back to the way things are, are supposed to be. I, I, I think. Begin
0: as you mean to go on. They're. But
2: i tell you. I'll tell they're you bringing this people, people in in a traditional way. Progressives want higher wages, but not this, not this way. Oh no, 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 no not these fat cats on Wall. We also want to. I wonder is Montag going to get 120? We also want to talk to you about your piece, your latest piece. I don't know what board members get in the Post. Goldman board members uh, proposed adding Tom Montag to the board. I think uh, it's
0: over six hundred thousand a year for yeah, a few board meetings. A board. He's a yeah. former
2: second in command, so he'd have to work some long hours at one hundred twenty an hour. Uh, he's a second in, he was the second and former guy at Bank of America after he left Goldman originally for, uh, fifteen years ago. And Lydia's piece uh, talks about some Goldman insiders who called the move uh, a slap in the face. This reminds me of the last story. This is back to the future because this guy was like not quite the boom boom room, but he's a hard charging sort of a merrill type executive that had you know whatever you think of the old brokerage days he, he kind of is associated with those types of things and that's why Certainly. goldman at this point right
0: he is emblematic of the old school the boom, boom wall room. street yeah, that boom, boom. i don't even know what that means honestly you don't remember <laughs> i'm going to have room? to google that when i get off google here the so the, boom, boom, yeah room.
2: there's a lot saying around the boom around boom, the boom, room. boom room. Yeah, yeah that was it was a brokerage firm that the trading floor did just all the kind of crazy things you think a trading room floor would do okay. before they went to a strip club later that night with all their clients. That I've read *Bonfire the, the
0: Vanities*. Yeah. Okay. It, I think if you think Google, I get what you're Google
2: room," it will come up. I'll Google it for you right now. Okay. Okay.
0: okay. No, but the frustration is that Goldman has been very intentional about saying they want to move on, and people feel that he is emblematic of that old school sort of Wall Street. Kate Kelly. the CNBC contributor, New York Times reporter, wrote a lengthy piece detailing that a number of lawsuits that were settled under his tenure. So the women, especially at the firm, feel that this is a slap in the face, especially because Goldman has had issues. Just this year, they settled a $200 million lawsuit uh, alleging that there was harassment, discrimination at the firm. So everyone is kind of baffled by this. I think people at best think it's uh, bizarre and at worst think that this is kind of a toxic choice. And to be fair, he's very qualified. He has tremendous risk management experience. He's worked in trading and security, so he brings that to bear. But I think people feel, couldn't you have chosen somebody but this is who doesn't have this kind seen
4: of background? shoring up support for David Solomon.
0: That's how it's been reported. Solomon
4: shoring up support for himself on the board, which seems like an acknowledgment that he may not have Support of the board.
0: A lot of people we spoke with said it's a weak move. If you mm-hmm. feel that you need to dilute out the people who don't like you, that does not mean that you are in a position of confidence at all. All right. So, are we? What is Google telling us?
2: You know, I I saw the moon landing live. Okay, so I have seen things. This I didn't realize it was 25 years ago now. The boom, boom, boom. Oh, really? 2,000 women joined the case against Smith Barney. Oh. In Wall Street's testosterone-driven culture, and Smith Barney paid 150 million dollars out the, the for the set, boom. boom. Wow.
4: But that wasn't settled 25 years ago. That's right? when
2: it happened. Yeah, I yeah. guess it it, it, it was it was much, years, much like later. It, e- exactly, yeah. decades after the suit, though. Bias, and and that, mm-hmm. this is what this reminded me of when you said that's why I said that. But I'm sorry because I talk about things that I thought it wasn't that long ago, but it might have been 25 years. You didn't see the moon landing, yeah. You believe it happened?
0: I do, I do, I do. Um, I have seen footage of it.
2: <laughs> I feel right.
0: that I'm well versed in that. You that, are, you I, are. I, I, lo- I learned something new every day. You do. I learned you about, the, I learned about the boom boom. I remember there. that was a hot spot in New York too.
2: Well, that's the <laughs> other <I> thing. <laughs> it's so long that. ago. It's so long ago that it lost that actual. But that used. And I was a stockbroker. I worked at yeah. Merrill. I worked at E.F. Hut, and I didn't do that kind of stuff. But I, I do remember that culture. We used to have ashtrays on our sitting right here. When that's we why making- i love
0: europe they they still have those
2: <laughs> exactly but it's,
0: it's interesting too i will just note that he he didn't necessarily leave goldman on good terms he poached right. a lot of people when he went to bank of america so he's alienated a lot of people particularly women at the firm who are frustrated but pretty much everyone who worked with him he was not appreciated by the leadership At the time, so I think everyone is.
2: You know, I think the rank and file. I think I've known some guys that are still in that business. Rank and file loved him uh, at Merrill.
0: Well, I will say he was more aggressive than David Solomon when it came to getting people back to work. He certainly made the trains run on time at Bank of America, but what means he used to do that, I think, is a question that is up for debate.
2: All right, Lydia, thank you.
0: Great to see you. Good
2: to see you. Yep, you may have a weekend, but uh, you can run, but you can't hide.
4: I'll be back Monday, but before that, I'll be here at 5 o'clock.
2: Yes, you will. (laughs) You always mention it, but I'll see you Monday. Yep.
1: And that's Squawk Pod for today. For the week, the month, the first half of 2023, thank you for listening, for being a part of what we do. Squawk Box is hosted by Joe Kernan.
2: You know I saw the moon landing live, okay? So I have seen things.
1: Becky Quick and Andrew Ross Sorkin. Thanks to Melissa Lee for sitting in. And get the best of our show every day in about a 30-minute audio-only version right here on Splalk Pod. Click that follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening now. The U.S. stock markets are open for an abbreviated session on Monday, July 3rd, so we will meet you right back here then. Have a great weekend.
2: We are clear. Thanks, guys.